Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports, Yeah. brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. How about that? And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. Let's get him. Let's get him hard. Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, live, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, check it, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Often imitated, but hardly duplicated, 35, make that 36 plus years now, of knocking out all bums, welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, my name is Pedro Fernandez, I'm your modest host, of course, we'll be joined in a few minutes by boxing's only PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer, of course, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday edition, coming to you live on Twitch.tv, of course, I'm talking about the Sports Byline USA channel, of course, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, I keep going and going, but the bottom line is, I'm not here to advertise the show, we're here to talk combat sports. We'll hear from the controversial one. That's right. I'm talking about Muhammad Ali. The most controversial comments you'll probably hear come out of his mouth. He's being berated by some uh, female journalists. He's being, he feels he's being attacked. The way he comes back is a bit of a surprise of some effect. Some of you might be offended by it, but the bottom line is I'm not here to, to, uh, to get brownie points. I'm here to talk news, have a good time, sports and entertainment straight up. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines all around the planet. This is your shot. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You don't have to commit anything. You don't have to, you know, get on the air. and not gonna, so You can knock me up if you want. Bottom line is, here's the text line number. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. And if you tune into twitch.tv, I'm talking about the Sports Violin USA channel. You will see Ali and Frazier as we do this show. That's right, the first fight, of course, March 8th, 1971, considered the greatest fight of all time. You are tuned to Ring Talk live from Sports Byline. Okay, so your heart broke. You sit around moping, crying, crying. You say you even thinking about dying? Well, before you do anything rash, 
comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. great thing about facts they're proven like the fact that crude oil contains impurities or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5 percent free of impurities and the fact that pins oil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas not crude oil it gives you unbeatable engine protection the proof is in the pins oil based on sequence 4a wear test using sae 5w30 don't miss Lowe's Just for Pros event going on now. Check out Simpson Strong Tie, new at Lowe's. Also get big savings on other brands you trust, like Matabo HPT. Powerful brands, new services, and pro-grade deals, all at Lowe's Just for Pros event, now through July 24th. See why we're the new home for pros. Get your choice of a Matabo HPT 18-volt brushless cordless impact driver kit or hammer drill kit for $159. Was $239. Kit includes two batteries. Valid through 724. Selection varies by location. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. iHeartRadio. An app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Now more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Since yesterday was Ross Fields' birthday, Ross Fields Jr., he being the son of Ross Fields Sr., of course, a.k.a. Harold Smith, the boxing promoter, I thought I'd go back in time to 1994 and him in Guangzhou, China. Of course, it's a fantastic event. Muhammad Ali's there. And the night before we leave, we have this big event in the hotel. I think we're staying at the Century Plaza Hotel. And we're staying in the, uh, obviously, the penthouse. And downstairs in this ballroom, they're going to have this big event for us. And it's like four or 500 people. And they're checking people coming in the whole nine yards. So as part of the entertainment, they're going to have a sword swallower. The guy swallows, he swallows swords, I kid you not, and it wasn't no gimmick. I went up there and checked the swords, because I thought it was some type of scam, okay? And they were real swords, okay? So not only did he, did he, was he swallowing swords, he lit them on fire, 
okay? And he was performing before Muhammad Ali, and he told me there was all this undue pressure on him before the show, the whole nine yards, that he had to do his best show, the whole nine. I mean, you think I was freaking out, okay? I was doing this through a translator, because I'm setting up all this stuff. Because remember, when you do these independent shows like I used to do with Harold Smith and around the world, um, I was a TV announcer, I taught ring car girls how to dance, um, I ran internet, I ran the press, I mean, you name it, I did all the media and bodyguard, you name it, we did it on independent shows, okay, it wasn't just being the uh, the TV guy, so anyway, we're checking out, <clears throat> oh, to back to the sword swallower, so he, he takes a sword, and he sticks it down his throat, and I'm telling you, the sword is about, about 24 inches long, and he's probably got about 18, of it, 18 inches of it in his, in his throat, so I'm saying to myself, Jesus Christ, that's got to be crazy, so anyway, he pulls that throat out, and then he takes the one that's on fire, now, this sword is on fire, so you know the sword's got to be hot, right? So he sticks it in his, down his throat, and I can hear his throat burning from where I'm sitting, and you can smell it. I kid you not. And so anyway, afterwards, he was taken to a hospital. I don't know if he lived or not, but, but the bottom line is he put on his greatest show for Muhammad Ali, and he got burnt. So we're in Guangzhou. We're checking out the next day. Alex Ramos. They called him the Bronx Bomber at one point in time. He's one of tomorrow's champions. He's going to get mad because I'm saying this on the air, but tough. Um... He was former the U.S. former USBA middleweight champion. I mean, he was really a good prospect, no doubt about that. So anyway, Alex Ramos is retired, and we're in Guangzhou, China. So I'm checking out the hotel rooms. That's part of my job, of course, as a TV announcer, to check out all the hotel rooms. What I mean by checking out all the hotel rooms means I go into each room to make sure you know people didn't drink all the booze and and destroy the room and write you know graffiti on the wall and that kind of good stuff. So I would go in there with the maid and each room and each room was part of our little. Uh, get together a little uh a convention we had about 25 rooms in and so i'd go through each room and i'd inspect each room and, and that would be that <clears throat> so anyway i inspected the room of alex ramos and it was no big thing and when i got down to the uh when i thought i got all done and i gave his his uh his his inspection sheet and the inspection sheet for jack welsh who was a boxing writer from philadelphia pennsylvania i gave their two sheets i gave them to the, to the mate everything was done so anyway we're sitting on the bus getting ready to go and then the police show up Whoa, I, this is not good. We're not talking security. We're talking Chinese police, okay? And they're not looking like they want to say hello, hi, how are you, and this kind of good stuff. But we got Ali with us. Anytime you got Ali with you, you know, it's just about, it's, it's, it's a skate with, with anything. I mean, outside of murder, you'd probably get away with anything if you got Ali with you, including getting back in the United States without a passport. That's a subject for another day. So, when he, so they're giving us a bad time, the Chinese police are, and I say to myself, what, where are we going with this? I mean, what can we do? So the Chinese, base, base, Chinese police basically said to me, you know what, we think that you're pulling off a scam here and you're trying to rip off the hotel. I said, what are you talking about? And then they came up with all these, these, these mixed drinks, you know, like, like the margaritas and that kind of good stuff. What Alex Ramos did was he poked holes in the bottom of each can of those margaritas and drank all the booze and then filled them up full of water and put toilet paper back in them. Okay, and then Jack Welsh, the boxing columnist, fall of famer that he is from Las Vegas, okay, what he did was he stole a book. It was his book on Guangzhou. You know those books they put in your hotel, like the Life magazine book, something like that, anyway, the city book. He steals a book, puts it in his, in, his, in his luggage, the whole nine yards, so the cops are grabbing me. So they say to me, you got the book. Give me the book. And I'm trying to figure out in the translator what's going on. Now, remember, they dragged me off a bus. They dragged me off a bus in, in Guangzhou for this. We're about to leave. And they're dragging me off. They're not dragging anybody else. So as I get off the bus, Jack Welch says to me, so you got us into another, you got us into another international, some more international trouble, huh? Trouble. 
double. I kid, ah, talking all kinds of smack as I got off the bus, okay? As it turned out, Jack Walsh was the guy that stole the book. The book was in his luggage. And when we exposed that, he sort of like, ah, blah, 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 blah. The bottom line is, at the end of the day, the cops let us go. But that's just... How can I put this? That's just one of the uh, uh, of the stories that I got from this, the People's Republic of China. But Jack Welsh, at the end of the day, I remember the seeing him the last time in a fight, I guess about 10 or 12 years ago in Las Vegas. He was a bit senile, and he's starting to fade and this and that. And you, know, and you remember him for the good times, not the bad times. I mean, he was a fun, fun, and ca- funny character to be around. But I got to tell you, at the end of the day, he would sell you out for a nickel. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, live from the Bronx... Boxing's only PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer. And how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, brother. How's everything? Pretty good. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. been suspended indefinitely by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Of course, he was originally ordered uh, last year uh, to take a, uh, a VADA test, you know, like a drug test for Flintstone vitamins for, for, uh, for, for steroids. Prior to that fight with Danny Jacobs, of course, he lost a fight with Danny Jacobs, and then he went and got himself a TRO. That's how he was able to fight. He got a temporary restraining order in order to allow him to fight Danny Jacobs in December in Phoenix. Of course, that was overturned in April. According to the Ali Act, junior suspension must be recognized by all U.S. boxing commissions. Is he even worth the time I just spent talking on him? I think that Chavez Jr., if anything, would probably test positive for estrogen <laughs> following his career it's um the shame the guy that basically was given such a platform at a young age i mean he was a prospect developing hbo yep. which is almost unheard of uh fighting real cab drivers unlike uh you know what his father was accused of i mean fighting stiffs and and at one point he actually looked like he was actually Showing some promise, he was working with Freddie Roach, and he was actually a decent fighter and a good TV fighter. And and then after the Sergio Martinez fight, everything just is going downhill for him. And maybe you know, boxing's not for everybody. And, yeah, and, uh, and, 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 and sorry, sir, but it's not for a guy that's like he's from the burbs. You hear what I'm saying? He's not from the Mexican hood. Right. He's from the suburbs. His father was a millionaire. It wasn't like he struggled. He was never hungry. And when I met him. Uh, Real early in his career, and I can't remember what year it was, but he had like one or two fights. He was fighting in San Jose. He didn't even shave yet. He had no hair on his chin. I mean, none, none whatsoever. So he was really, a, you know, a real immature young kid. But I realized he had, didn't have much of an amateur career like you just mentioned. So he was learning on the job, fighting a lot of stiffs. And then, uh, I won't mention the referee's name, but the referee is refereeing his fight at the L.A. Forum, and he goes in to give him uh, last-minute instructions. You know, they do this in the dressing room now instead of the center of the ring like they did in the old days. And guess what? Chavez is unavailable. Do you know why he was unavailable, Socrates? I think I might have heard this one, but go, go ahead. He was is, getting laid in the locker in the shower. <laughs> That's why he yeah. was unavailable. There was a guy standing in front of the shower, I kid you not, at the forum, sort of blocking the way for nobody to go in there. But that that's how that's how dedicated Junior was to boxing. You know, of course his TRO is probably I mean this uh this suspension is gonna be in effect for a long time, at least a year, I guess, a year or two. At the at the end of the day though, he's no great loss. You know, some people have been saying it's good to have boxing back, but I looked at this the uh, boxing, like in Florida, was it in Florida? I think it was in Florida, uh, Venice, Florida, Friday night. A guy named Michael Olas, who's 10 0 with nine knockouts, scored a surprising second round KO over, get this, Kevin Brown, who came in at 2 and 9. So that's a surprise. <laughs> 
What I'm trying to say is, what's going on? What are these? These are not even exhibitions. Not even good gym fights. Yeah, I'm sorry, Paige, the connection was. I off. said these aren't um, even good gym fights here. Michael Olas ten and zero with nine KOs, fighting the guy that was two and ten last night, Friday night in Venice Arena in Venice, Florida. I mean, come on, man, this is not. They're not even. They're not even sparring matches. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's. I, I think I, I said it last week. Boxing is. They're almost dropping the ball. You know, putting these type of fights that. When they have the basically they, they have the spotlight of the sports of the sporting world right now. There's nothing going on, and before you know it, um, August will hit, and you, the NBA is coming back, uh, Major League Baseball, and, and, and once again, boxing is going to be put not on the back page, but I mean, really in the way back, you know. And so this their a golden opportunity was missed. They could have put one or two big fights during this quarantine, and instead you're getting. Um, uh, record garbage. builder, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. In this past week, of course, Felix Verdejo was back in action. Twenty-seven, one, seventeen KOs, first round KO over previously unbeaten Will Madera, fifteen and zero. I wonder where Bruce Trampley found him. Three draws and eight KOs, and there was another fight on that card. But the bottom line is, everybody's knocking everybody out one round. Why mismatches? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, you're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. The text line is how this happening. Four one five two seven five. 1613. That's 415-275-1613. Kamir Usman will be with us a little bit later in the show. Of course, the USC welterweight champion having turned back Jorge Masvidal with a five-round decision last week in Abu Dhabi, wherever that is, Dubai. I've been there. What a hellhole. Pisshole. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 
855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Kelly Preston passed away this week before she wife of John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever star. Of course, she, she succumbed to breast cancer. And having known a few people that have passed away from breast cancer, it's a deadly disease it's ugly and hopefully we can get around this in the next couple of years because the bottom line is too many people are going too many good people may she rest in peace born in 1962 in hawaii died july 20 2020 in the arms of her husband i'm talking about the star of jerry Maguire, mrs john travolta you are tuned to ring talk live worldwide you're inside look at the world of boxing and mma of course on the line from the bronx is the boxing phc socrates palmer sock i'm gonna lay this out to you and you have no idea what's coming at you but muhammad ali is going a little bit berserk here he is being cornered by a bunch of white journalists white female journalists who are very sexist they're very anti-ali the whole nine yards and at the end of the day they sound like uh well let's see what it sounds like you look so... I, well, I don't like his arrogance. I think by... No, 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 sir. No. You look like a nigga talking like this. The white people. Oh, I bet, listen, I, I beg your pardon. No, no, no. I don't no, want to, no. all black people don't cut up what you're saying. You, you mean white people know. Listen, woman, everybody black watching this show knows why you don't like the way I talk. You look like a nigga talking to you like this. Niggas never done nothing oh, like this. sir, I beg you. I know you, what I it is. Don't tell me what you don't I like. I beg you. You don't I'm know who you're talking you to. I'm telling you what I don't like. You know, I don't care what you don't like. Just buy a ticket and see me get my butt whooped. No, no. Listen, I'm in a minority in this country here. What, what's your minority? I'm you? from England. And oh, I'm... you're a minority. You're from England. You're on England. You're on England and America. You white. You can go anywhere in this city you want to go. Oh, you from England. You're more free than me. You from England. Didn't you say you're a minority? You know you can go to towns, move in neighborhoods. You can buy things. Over. You can open a business downtown Chicago and do business. And I can't do it. But you from England. Now, you got some nerve to come over and be mad at me because I'm proud and I want to fight and be confident and get my people to be proud and fight and do. We the minority, too. We've been a minority for 400 years, and you freer than me. You from England. You are freer than me, and everybody knows you. How many of you white people here truly believe that she's not as free as me or any black man? She can open up a shop downtown. He can't even rent a store. You can. Don't compare yourself to no black man. Okay. You want to talk about the free thing? 
stand up. You got to be out your mind, lady. She's a woman, though. Which, which Whatever she is, she's a white woman, and she's in a white society. I'm, I'm not getting on that. The woman is more free of all black people in Chicago. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I know about it, and you're a hypocrite, and you say the same thing. What's the point you want? little rough interaction back and forth there between the media, of course, the female media and all Caucasian female media in 1965, taking on the then world heavyweight champion Muhammad Ali. Of course, he would convert it to Islam not to uh, just like a year prior. So they were in a bit of a shock. Sock, um, what was your reaction to that? Did he sound too defensive or too offensive? What's your what's your take on that? Um, he sounded like someone that was speaking in his mind. He's speaking what was in his heart. Um, I think part of it was shtick too, you know, cause like he even said himself, you know, I want you to buy a ticket to see me, you know, get my butt kicked, you know? So Ali was always a consummate businessman. Um, uh, I had I'd never heard that clip before. So that, that was pretty cool. I appreciate uh, hearing that. Um, it sounded like someone who was really genuine and, you know, the black man in, in this in society always has, I mean, I don't want to say you start off 0-2, but, you know, certainly back then you start off with two strikes and, you know, you're, you're always having to, to prove yourself and, and, and your worth. And Ali was just speaking his mind. And I think that's what make, makes him the dynamic figure that we still talk about him to this day. And Hopefully, 30, 40 years from now, we'll still be talk about them, generations after generations. Flashback 1960. I am the, I am 1961. I've got a hell of a tan. I'm four and five years old. I'm going to church, an all-Lutheran church here in San Francisco. And my father didn't want to go because he didn't want to be the one of two brown guys in the church. And so they made me go with my mother. But the bottom line is... They used to look at me like, wow, I was some, some, I mean, it was like I was a freak show or something like that. So eventually I didn't have to go to church, but that's where the, you know, how can I put this in the, in, in that, in the early 1960s, I was smarter than most of the other kids, especially in the mid 1960s. I, my reading comprehension was far superior to most kids without a doubt. But so when I would get into verbal altercations with them, uh, Socrates, and I would defeat them verbally and, and not that debate or anything, but just, just to defeat them verbally. And what would happen? They would say, you know what, man, you're a nigger. I mean, that it always came down to it. I have no idea, but that's what it always came down to. And for my Mexican friends that are lighter than me, like Hector Martinez, he never had anybody call him the end in his life. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? But for me, we I went through that. So so people wondered why I got rough and why I never got drubbed in a street fight and things like that. That had a lot to do with it. I was ready to go before these guys were ready to pounce on me. You know what I'm saying? Once that N-word came out, man, it was sort of like, um, you know, it was it was time to go. I mean, it was time to throw. It was either time to go or time to throw. Usually I threw. And and that got me in some trouble. But, you know, I'm just, at the end of the day, I thought I was right and I wouldn't do I wouldn't do anything differently. Anyway, something like that happened in a restaurant last week. And if you want to check that out, you can go to the Facebook page of Pedro Fernandez ringtalk.com. Now, let's talk about the the Felix Rodeo and this one round knockout. I mean, we just talked about gym fights. Um, are there any other gym fights scheduled for the weekend? Chuckle, chuckle. <laughs> um, I'm not certain. No. Um, I was actually it was nice to see Verdejo. Um, who at one point was considered the next uh, great prospect out of Puerto Rico or, or the or the future, you know, the future of Puerto Rican boxing. And I've always said, it, especially here in the East Coast, when there's a Puerto Rican champion, he's a cash cow, mm-hmm. and 
you know, nobody brought out, you know, brings out the boxing audience at the Garden like a Puerto Rican champion going back, way back from even the days of Carlos Ortiz and more modern uh, uh, Felix Trinidad and Miguel Cotto and, and top rank has always been able to cultivate that relationship. So I was happy to see Verdejo win. Now he beat, quote unquote, an undefeated fighter. Who did he beat to be undefeated? But, you know, it's, it's a, it, it was a, a good win, a first-round knockout. Um, afterwards, he was calling out Lomachenko. The two have a history going back to the amateurs. If you ask me right now, is that even a competitive fight? Probably not. But, you know, let's see if he even gets that far. But it was good to see Verdejo back on track. As far as anything else on the weekend, I'm not sure. Well, here's, uh, I saw Emmanuel Navarrete. Oh, I mean, I'm he's not. Even, I'm not even going to get. He's moving up in weight because he's ducking guys at 122. So he's sort of dropping off my list there. I'm not too happy with him. A stunning mm-hmm. upset in Japan, though. The Japanese 140-pound uh, belt was on the line when formerly undefeated Koki Inoue Glissa got got stopped 217 in the seventh round by a guy by the name of uh, Dashi Nagata. Came in at 15, 14 and two with one draw and six kills. That's a bit of a mess. First, the first boxing car in Japan at Korokan Hall. And Korokan Hall is this little hall that holds about 2,500 people right next to the Tokyo Dome. That's where Mike Tyson got beat in 1990. Little news there. Is that, is that the brother of the Bantamweight? Yes, yeah. Sim. They're the, all the, the, monster? the, the monsters. Yeah, I mean, he got lit up like the White House Christmas tree, and he got stopped in a 140-pound fight. Here's what's up with, with the Inoue brothers. I thought they were moving those guys up in weight just too much. You know what I mean? In other words, they... They just, I just, you don't move up in weight just to move in weight, up in weight because eventually size is going to get you. Remember, size only matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. And you move right. up, you move up in weight, take it from me. You move up in weight, you can beat the average guys, but you can't beat the better than average guys at bigger weights. Yeah, that, that very few fighters could do that. And normally when it's done, it's done strategically. And like you said, if you, if you go up in weight, just... Either two reasons that rapid. Either you want to cash out, or you just don't want to make the sacrifice anymore to to, to make the uh, the weight that you had success in, or your body just taps out. You can't make it anymore. But these are young men. It's it, it's strange, you know, to see that happen uh, like that so fast, uh, almost rushed. Okay, Canelo's going to. You pay the price. Canelo's talking about Jason Quigley, eighteen and one, fourteen KOs. Do you know who Jason is? Food, easy, an easy, an easy fight for uh, Canelo. That's what that is. Right, but, he's, but he's but he's willing to take a pay cut, not thirty-five million, thirty-two. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, That's, I want to uh, mention this before we get on uh, to another sport. Um, a good brother died this past week. His name was Nate Collins. He was a middleweight here in San Francisco. He knocked out Cyclone Hart, Eugene Cyclone Hart, in Philadelphia when Cyclone Hart was undefeated. Cyclone Hart would give Marvin Hagler hell a little bit later in his career. But the bottom line is Nate passed away this week. We want to give him props. Uh, anything before you go, Mr. Ph.D.? Um, oh, and R.I.P. to uh, Black Magic, the Golden Boy prospect that died in a car accident, 24 years old. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. Anyway, bottom line is Oscars, real quick, I got 15 seconds. Oscars are going to talk about coming back and fighting. He's just doing that for publicity, right? I would think so, yes. I think he's just riding the uh, the comeback wave of uh, Mike Tyson and Holyfield and just the spotlight. It's it's too hard to, to leave. Good enough. Socrates Palmer, Boxing's PhD on Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now now more of ring talk with pedro fernandez Woo, it's gonna be good jorge masvidal pound for pound the baddest dude around as far as the world of mma is concerned in other words he's a bad dude i mean if there was a street fight you know probably i used to say take nate diaz with you or nate or nick diaz but he beat nate diaz pretty easily so i say take jorge masvidal with you that's right instead of a heavyweight i take masvidal with me to the back streets the the uh, the alleys of tijuana walking from downtown in the clubs late at night out to my hotel the the best western out there near the olympic near the auditorium but the bottom line is you know masvidal was added to the card like a week before the card. He was taking on Kamir Usman, of course, a world champion, 170 pounds, a, a great fighter, no doubt about that, once beaten a long time ago as a pro. I mean, he's got the tools. He's got the knockout power. He stand, he's a good stand-up fighter, a decent wrestler. In fact, a decent wrestler. He was a Colin all like an 
all-star as far as a college wrestler was concerned. He was amazing. At the end of the day, though, Masvidal would come in at the last minute, and he would go five rounds. In the last three rounds, he was just totally gassed. I mean, he was there. He tried, but there was trying and winning are two different things. At the end of the day, Kamir Usman is still the world welterweight champion. Clean sweep on two of the three judges' scorecards. You got to feel pretty good about this win, man. I mean, it, it's, yeah, I, I feel great about it because um, that's the thing about George Masvidal. He, he was the biggest, baddest dude out there, and he comes with a, you know, it, it comes with an army. And when I say army, I don't mean just people with him, but he comes with that whole aura, that whole energy. And, and, and I felt it all week, right? All, all month, the, the last six months right. to where this fight was supposed to, to be made. You know, I felt it. He's, he's a big, bad dude. He, he was tough. And then, Having to make the mental switch on, on six days' notice, uh, it, it was a tough one. But, you know, that's what I do best when, when, when the going gets tough. I, I get going. Yeah, well, of course, you know, a lot of credit was given to Jorge for taking it on six days' notice. But as you said, for you to do that, to switch it up a completely different style, when the stakes are so high, when the belt is on the line, something you've worked so hard for, to still accept that, I mean, you deserve a lot of credit. Did anything about this week frustrate you? Uh, no, I wouldn't say frustrated me because um, this is uh, when you're champion, you have to be able to to, to do do it at the drop of a dime, and uh, you know just kind of watching some of the great champions from the past from different sports and and, and and different just athletic events. This is this is what champions are made of: mm-hmm. being able to make that switch and still go out there and rise to the occasion. And uh, George is a tough dude. Like we all knew that. We knew he was a big. He was a gamer, and he showed it tonight. You know, he didn't break. He, he stayed in the fight. He kept fighting. You know, there was a couple of moments where I, I was just testing him. I, I was hitting him to the body just to kind of test his will and see where he's at. But he, he never wanted out. He stayed in there. And, uh, you know, but I did what I did best, and that's dominate. This was a most unusual fight week for you. I don't think a lot of people realize you were in Vegas, then went to Dallas. And you got here pretty late, had to quarantine. How was the whole week compared to a nor- normal fight week in the UFC for you? It, it was tough. It was very, very challenging because you, you have to be able to, like, I'm in Vegas. Everything is on point. I'm preparing for a completely different opponent, different game plan, and fights off. And as a fighter, Mike, you, you can attest to this. You know, once you sign a contract, mentally, you're turned on. Oh, yeah. You're preparing for that fight. And then they tell you fights off. <sighs> okay, you turn it off. I heard you know, the story. You cracked a beer for the I, first time I, I in 10 months. For, yes, I'm literally at the airport, and I'm screwing off the top of the beer. I get a call. My manager's like, I think we got to fight. I'm like, well, there goes that beer. <laughs> Close <laughs> it back on. I I'll gave take it to someone, and I, I, I took off. And having to make that switch and, and knowing that I had put on eight pounds that night before, oh, wow! I had to get get to work and, and get that weight off and then go back to Vegas, get quarantined, and then fly over here, quarantine for 48 hours on top of the time switch. That, that was one of the biggest things is, is trying to stay mentally in the zone and engage the time to where you were going to fight and how to come out. And, and it, it was a tough week, but, you know, I had to come out and still rise to the occasion and do my job. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, John. Go, go no, ahead. Please, no, 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 Michael. Please. You're in the Hall of Fame. Take okay. it away. Jeez, I thought we were going to take the tie here. No, listen, as you said, the time changed flying to Abu Dhabi. You know, it's not like you were here for weeks with a lot of time to adjust. And I'm, I'm not sure if a lot of people at home realize how hard that was just to completely change your sleep schedule. Then to have another opponent, a guy that's dangerous, that's fast, that's slick, that actually came in in really good conditioning considering that he took, took it on six days' notice. Is there anything about the fight that surprised you? Um, I mentally, I, I wasn't surprised because I, 
everyone's saying, oh, he took the fight on six days' notice, but Masvidal has only one guy to prepare for. Yeah, you know, he yeah. was sitting at a position to where this was the only fight for him. Right. And the only reason this fight wasn't made earlier is because he was going through some contractual obligations, some contractual things. That was the only reason. He's training for just me. Right. And mm-hmm. so everyone's like, he took the fight on six days. No, that's what well, I'm the only guy he's been training for. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep, I'm true. the one who had to make the mental switch after preparing for a completely different guy, different style, and have to, you know, now mentally focus on, on, on Masvidal. And it, it didn't surprise me. I knew he was going to be tough. And everyone's like, oh, he might be out of shape. No, I knew he was in right. shape. Like, right. even Dustin Poirier said it. He did all of his camp. And there was a couple of other guys that, that were training for fights that he was in their camps as well. So I knew he was going to be prepared. George Masvidal is a dog. I, 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 we've always known that. And, um, you know, I had to go out there and just kind of outclass him tonight. 17-1, his only loss coming early in his pro career. That is the world welterweight champion, Kamir Usman. Of course, a unanimous winner over Jorge Masvidal last week, 50-45 to 45 twice, meaning five zipping rounds. One judge did give Masvidal a round at 49-46. The co-feature, Alexander Volkanovsky, retained the world featherweight UFC featherweight championship, 145-pound title against the former champion with a split decision. Max Holloway, judges saw it 2-1, to 2-1 to one, one way. I'm talking about uh, Max Holloway. One judge saw it that way. The two judges went the other way. Split decision went for Alexander Volkanovsky. Very controversial. Some people thought that, uh, that, that, you know, that maybe Volkanovsky didn't win that fight. At the end of the day, he's still the champion. Peter Yan won the uh, Bantamweight Championship. Jose Aldo lost for the third time. Talk about Jose Scar- Scarface Aldo. What's Aldo now? What's he like? I got to. Great record, man. 28 and 7. So yeah, 28 and 7. But he's been around a long time. I mean, way long in the tooth. Mr. Yan now, of course, is 15 and 1. Seven KOs, decent puncher, no doubt about that. Volkanovsky, let's look at his record 22 and 1. And of course, Max follows to 21 and 6. Max Holloway should think about. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm sort of. He sort of. He got screwed in the fight. Where you, but you take punishment in these fights. Whether you win or lose, there's 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 miles taken off your body. Winning and losing these MMA fights. Unlike boxing, boxing you can get through with a couple easy fights. You don't get easy fights in the world of the UFC. Speaking of easy fights, it wasn't easy. A split decision win for my girl Rose Nahumanas, former champion, 115 pounds, beat Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade picked her up and body slammed her about a year and a half ago down there in Brazil and almost broke her in half. I mean. It was, I almost wanted to cry. It was a split decision, two rounds of one, uh, one way, and, of course, two rounds of one, two times the other way for Rose Nahumanis, the winner, of course, in a rematch. More power to her. And the other uh, female fight on the card, Amanda Rebo stopped the Paige Van Zant, the model of the USC, with a submission armbar. That was the world's uh, women's flyweight, about 125 pounds. That was in the very first round. The USC did have a card in between. I don't know, not a whole lot of... You know, they're doing these cards from Abu these cards from Car Fards. They're doing these cards from Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and, and the Calvin Guitar beat Dan Idge in a unanimous decision. In fact, there were five cards, uh, five bouts on the ESPN Plus card, and the ESPN Plus card, of course, is in this earlier this week. Calvin Guitar was winner, Tim Wellett was winner, Jimmy Rivera's winner, uh, Talia Santos was winner, and Manur Lazez was a winner. Outside of that, Again, no name. So we go to the USC. Now, tonight, it's going to rock one more time. Oh, I guess it's tonight. They're going to talk about the 19th in, in Dubai, so I guess it's the 18th here. But the bottom line is ESPN will have uh, Delson Figueroa taking on Joseph Benavides in a flyweight main event. Am I excited about that? No. Am I excited about the USC? Well, I'm not, a big, I'm not the biggest fan of the USC right now. I'm just not. I just don't think that... 
I, I think that the press fighters are being pressured into doing things, and, and when you're pressured into doing things and your health is on the line, there's health issues involved, I just think that the UFC should be a little bit more compassionate with some of their fighters than they are. I mean, guys are being compelled to fight. Amanda Nunes didn't want to fight a while back, and now she's talking about retirement. Of course, uh, Conor McGregor's talking about retirement. Uh, John Jones is talking about retirement. Henry Cejudo gave up the, the, the Bantamweight Championship won by Peter Yatter. Uh, and, of course, he gave up that title. He gave up the flyweight championship as well. So he gave up two titles, so he's going to retire. In other words, these guys are retiring from the USC because the USC is not paying them. And I keep telling you in the past, I've said it over and over and over again, you cannot, you can't pin people off. It just doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. So the USC, you can watch it tonight on, uh, on ESPN. Speaking of ESPN, they come back with uh, a card on ESPN from the Flash Forum. That's what they're calling this in Abu by this little arena. They got the Flash Forum. Of course, no crowd in the audience, but the Flash Forum is going to go July 19th. That's today or tomorrow, wherever you're at. July 26th, they're going to go from the Flash Forum as well. Then they return to Las Vegas August the 1st with Holly Holmes. Remember Holly? Yeah, Holly was looking good when she beat up Ronda Rousey. She was the hottest thing in all. I mean, she was the hottest thing in all of MMA. And then her manager... Lenny, Lenny Frescos, who I admire, smart guy, brilliant father, I'm brilliant businessman, a good father in whole nine yards, he decided he was going to fight Misha Tate because he didn't want to do it Dana White. He did not want to be de- dictated to by Dana White. So what happened? Misha Tate beats Holly Holm. Holly Holm doesn't get the multi-million dollar rematch with Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey goes on to get destroyed by Amanda Nunes, who beat, uh, who beat the champion in between. So, it, I mean... Holly just did everything wrong. She just did. But it wasn't hers. He was trying to call her own shots. And I don't blame her for trying to call your own shots against Dana. But if you're going to call your own shots against Dana, call your own shots and win. Don't call your own shots and lose. Outside of the rest of the decision, uh, the uh, season, as far as the USC is concerned, of course, Stipe Miocic, the world heavyweight champion, defending against Daniel Cormier, the former light heavyweight and heavyweight title holder as well. That's going to go down August 15, 2020 from Las Vegas, Nevada. Am I excited to see this fight? I'm not excited about any of these Show me something. I mean, I want to see John Jones come back. I really do. I want to see John Jones come back and be tested all the time. That's what I really want to do. I mean, you got to test these guys. Taking a test, have you had a COVID-19 test? I look for, I went to get one the other day. I stood up on a line. I got into a line with my car, and it was a mile and a half long. I thought, oh, maybe I'll take a picture of this myself being in line. And then I saw the walk-up line, and the walk-up line was scheduled, you know, people spaced six feet apart. That was about four or five blocks long. So I'm guessing that a lot of these people didn't get tested here in San Francisco yesterday. But today when I went by the testing facility, maybe they weren't testing because there were no long lines today, none none whatsoever. So I guess if you got a chance, um, get tested. That's the best thing I can tell you as far as your health is concerned because you you want it better to know than not to know, okay? Straight up, just like HIV, better to know than not to know. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, the boxing schedule. Sort of Tiafimo Lopez is the guy. I mean, him and Lomachenko are going to roll eventually. They're talking about maybe doing this in October, but that's really the only super fight that's, that people could talk about here in 2020 because of the fact that there's no arenas and guys don't want to, you know, forestall those those eight, nine, ten million dollar possible gates. Of course, they did the ninety thousand people in England for Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I mean, God, that would be go. That, what kind of gate would that be? That'd be an incredible gate. Maybe ten, fifteen, maybe twenty million dollars. Who know? I have no idea. But the bottom line is, they're not getting that kind of revenue anymore because there are no live crowds. So how do you how, how do you make up for that? 
Do fighters take less? Canelo Alvarez said he's willing to take less to take on a guy by the name of Mr. Quigley. And I think that uh, uh, Mr. PHC there, our boxing PHC, Socrates Palmer, was a bit kind when he called Jason Quigley um, a, a good fighter. And I didn't really say that. He sort of said, like, he, he's ready to go. In other words, an easy fight for Mr. Canelo Alvarez. 18-1, 14 KOs. Looks like they're going to go in September in some type of studio. Of course, fights are not taking place live. And when will they take place live? When we get a vaccine. I guess that's 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 it. I mean, it, people can't be going into places and, and risking getting each other sick and that kind of good stuff. So I guess until we get a vaccine, it's going to be pay-per-view boxing and pay-per-view MMA. And guess what? It beats no pay-per-view. It beats no MMA and no boxing. So I know you got to pay once in a while, but you got to play to pay, baby. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You know, Holly's a very hot commodity right now. She's just, she can fight wherever, anywhere, really. For sure, somebody go down and it's gonna be hot. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409-That's 800-709-4409. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885-800-603-0885-800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. 
There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Good to see you're still alive. I think I like you. That professional boxing card I talked about in um, Germany, it went down with an audience under corona conditions, is sold out. Sold out. A thousand people showed up for that one. Good Lord. No masks. That kind of good stuff. Let's see what happens after that. Of course, that's going to be a little bit nasty. No doubt about that. Speaking of testing, you know, even on Gilligan's Island, people listen to the professor and not the millionaire. Remember that one. You are <laughs> Seriously, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Guess who's coming back? October 20, uh, July 21st, talking about Oscar Valdez, a former WBO champion, 126 pounds, now fighting 130 pounds, taking on Jason Velez. That should be a pretty good scrap. Valdez, a 2012 Olympic gold medalist, thing out of Mexico. Fantastic fighter, no doubt about that, moving up in weight. July 24th, uh, The Zone's going to go with DAZN. Of course, that is the boxing hotbed. Now it's going to come back. I wonder if they're going to give you a credit for the months in which they didn't have any live cards. Anyway, Virgil Ortiz versus Sam Vargas in a welterweight contest. That's going to rock and roll. July 25th, Joe Joyce taking on Michael Wallach in a heavyweight bout. That's on ESPN+. Plus. So that's some of the fights coming up. July 18th, take it back. Ajit, is that his name? Ajit Kayabel going to take on Eugenios Lazadil. That's a heavyweight fight. That's going to go down the 18th. And, of course, the Miguel Mariaga fight. I, I don't know if that's going to come off anybody because Mariaga's foe came in at 8 pounds overweight. 8 pounds overweight. That's, you know, I remember having a couple guys come in a couple pounds overweight and making them sweat it off. This is the way it is. I remember one guy made him sweat for a long time. Hey, that's, you know, you come in and wait. When I didn't come in and wait, I had to pay the price. But when you don't come in and wait, you must pay the price. So, I'm going to say, I made him wait to all the way to 139 pounds. He's Starting at 139 and one quarter, 139 and a quarter, I brought him down a quarter pound. Took him about 45 minutes, but the bottom line is, I think um, it sort of worked on his head, and I beat him later that night. Part of the game of boxing, working on the head. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. This is the Saturday edition, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Twitch.tv. I've hung up with the Sports Byline USA channel, of course, and God, Sirius Satellite Radio and a thousand different other internet platforms, of course, including iHeartRadio. I got to tell you this. This is a Saturday edition. There's a Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. There's Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific, and that's 2 p.m. Eastern Time, live on these same stations for two hours. A Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So until Sunday, this is Pedro Fernandez saying, keep your hands up, keep your chin down, but most importantly, keep that buddy yours off the canvas of life in this the coronavirus era. Straight up, this is Ring Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Hey!